You are listening to Aldrin Simpia on SAFM. 15 minutes after 4 o'clock in conversation next with Professor Patrick Bond, political economist and distinguished professor of sociology at the University of Johannesburg. So SAP has been fined 4 billion rands for bribing public officials to acquire government business in South Africa. The German software company um, settled out of court given the investigations that have been conducted by the U.S. Department of Justice. According to their report, um, the SAP had engaged with officials at the city of Johannesburg the city of Tuane, ESCOM and the Department of Water and Sanitation to tell us more about the significance of this fine and whether accountability is possible when it comes to economic crimes. Professor Patrick Bond joining us on the line. Professor Bond, good afternoon. Uh, thank you so much for making time for us. Thanks for having me, uh, Alton. Always great to be with you. What do you read into uh, this particular settlement and should the settlement also mean that there is an admission of guilt from SAP? Yes, they're out of court always means, well, they've done something uh, that they want to you know, pay to not have to really uh, uncover all of the manifestations in a court of law. So settling out of court is considered a guilty plea. And it's not only for South Africa, Aldrin. Malawi, Kenya, Tanzania, Ghana, Indonesia, and Azerbaijan were other countries where they're basically a culture of corruption in this German company, uh, SAP, a big software company. And to get these contracts, they seem to have just said to their staff, go ahead and do whatever you have to do. And I would say the most important point is that uh, we may actually benefit as uh, ordinary uh, South Africans paying our taxes because unusually the Securities and Exchange Commission and the US Department of Justice says, well, actually, if SAP pays money, to South Africa, then they don't have to pay it to the U.S. And you contrast that with, say, the Glencore finding about a year and a half ago. You might yeah. remember huge, big $2.1 billion fine uh, in the U.S., another one from Britain. But uh, it was a lot of African countries who were being bribed by this big, the biggest uh, commodity company. But they didn't get anything out of it. The, the, the guys running the Western uh, anti-corruption agencies and especially the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act uh, prosecution. We had the same with Hitachi, which uh, had bribed uh, ESCOM's chair, allegedly, with uh, uh, giving a quarter of the uh, uh, local shares to the Chancellor House ANC Finance Committee uh, a- agency, and, and that led the ANC to large benefits. But uh, uh, the SEC made the penalties, got $19 million out of it. South Africa got nothing. So I think this is a potentially progress that <laughs> finally the people who are the victims are actually possibly their government's going to get some money out of this. Well, if that money doesn't get stolen by another entity as well, that could go into a corrupt <laughs> deal with the government. But then on the issue around um, the criminality of it, um, what does this mean then for the NPA? Would the NPA not further pursue SAP and hold them criminally liable? I hope they do, because we've just had a case where the Competition uh, Commission was going after some banks and the appeals court uh, threw out uh, the case against many of the local banks, a few of the foreign banks, leaving five or six. But, you know, again, the U.S. had done some fairly hard work, not just the Securities and Exchange Commission, but the New York State regulators because of the bank's location in New York City. So the, the New York State had found currency manipulation by a wide variety, Citibank, Standard Chartered from London. They all you know, pleaded guilty, South Africa, again, uh, getting a little bit of money out of that, but uh, because it's a sort of fine plus the ability to uh, 
potentially get more information out of these guys about uh, who were who were criminals. Dennis Davis, the judge, and his team said, well, uh, four banks, BNB Paribas, JP Morgan Chase, HSBC, and Credit Suisse, so major banks uh, from uh, France and New York and uh, London and, uh, and, and Zurich, they all remain uh, subject to prosecution, although some of our local banks like uh, uh, Standard and Nedbank and uh, Investec were, were let off the hook. But I think it just is this huge difference, isn't it, between what really tough prosecutors in uh, Washington, D.C., in New York, and London uh, can do when they really put their mind to it on the one hand, and what our team just completely fails at. And I think as a result, we get graylisted, if you recall, last February. The international, uh, it's called the Financial Action Task Force, said uh, our regulators were really asleep in the Treasury, in the uh, Financial Intelligence Center, in the Treasury, and in the Reserve Bank. They just weren't doing the job to, to, to clamp down on uh, illicit uh, financial flows and criminality. I think it, it means we need maybe something like a Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, something that really empowers our regulators and makes them much more serious. What's your reading into um, this quote here from the Deputy National Director for Public Prosecutions, uh, Omar Rabaji Rasitaba, who says that um, it also subjects, this is now in terms of the agreement, it also subjects the SAP to punitive reparation payments that far exceed any fine that the South African courts have ever imposed on a company as a criminal sentence. Well, I think that's um, a very good reflection of how little our prosecutors have done against South African corporate corruption. And maybe it will uh, encourage the NPA to be much more ambitious. Don't forget, Aldrin, that uh, when you compare all of the companies around the world, which is what uh, every two years uh, the company PwC was doing in what was called their Economic Crime and Fraud Survey, the South African corporates in Santon and Rosebank and Midrand and in um, Schlange and Stellenbosch and Cape Town, in those six zones, our corporates rank number one in the world for economic crime and fraud, including uh, bribery and money laundering. Just in contrast, our public sector, our politicians and bureaucrats rank only about 72nd uh, 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 least corrupt, that is 108th most corrupt out of 180 countries surveyed annually by Transparency International. I hope that these sorts of problems, the gray listing, the inability to properly prosecute uh, banks um, for currency manipulation, and now uh, this uh, case of SAP, will really focus a society's attention on a pandemic of corruption, which isn't necessarily in the state. It's actually much more in, in corporate South Africa. Yeah. Uh, just a final one in conclusion, uh, Prof, is um, this fine is, of course, in retaliation to a crime that has been committed. So the crime has already been committed. How do we prevent these crimes from actually occurring where you have officials that are accepting bribes uh, to make sure that certain companies get contracts? I think the whole model called PPP, let me uh, use a different acronym, public-private plundering, should be rethought. And instead of so much outsourcing and procurement in which the uh, uh, Treasury's uh, former head of uh, procurement uh, compliance, Kenneth Brown, said 30 to 35% was overcharged in our typical procurement contract. We should be doing insourcing. We should be building up a proper state that isn't just all about the sort of cronyism and 
patronage relationships that have developed. Some say maybe it was needed to, to build a black economic empowerment class. Some say, uh, well, it's, it's really the white uh, monopoly capital or Western multinational corporations in this case that are really to blame. But whatever, we really should be rethinking our state and whether we don't want maybe something much tougher against this, as I say, a, a real uh, pandemic of corporate corruption, especially when it's brought in by not just SAP, the big software company, but think of the international accountancy firms, the international mining houses, and the international banks. Well, we should be uh, a lot more careful about this foreign direct investment fetish we have and look at the quality of the kind of people that are coming in and bribing our politicians. Thank you so much for your time. Professor Patrick Bond, a political economist and distinguished professor of sociology at the University of Johannesburg. 0614 104107. And you can also drop me an X at Aldrin Simpier.